0: You want a
1: little cliff that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, ooh. But I'm really not funny. No,
2: no. We shouldn't have a podcast. Hey everyone!
3: Hello.
0: We
2: start? I think we're starting. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> welcome to Hawkeyes, I'm Harper.
0: I'm Jonathan.
2: And we're joined by a very special guest today. You know him. You love him from the podcast, the movies that made us gay. It's Scott Youngbauer. Hi
1: guys! It's so great to be here.
2: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Big on Ethan this Hawk fan. Oh, good. I, was to,
1: I think that we just randomly followed each other on yeah on Instagram. I think I was it just... was through a hashtag or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just... always fun to see what podcast you pick up when you start posting stuff, too. Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we started relatively around the same time, too. I think so, yeah. I think you guys mm-hmm. are, have
2: a couple more episodes out than we do, but mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Nice. But yeah. I mean, I fucking love Ethan Hawke. I have I'm since so I glad. was like in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think this week what my first big experience with Ethan Hawk was. And I'm sure that I loved White Fang. Oh, okay. As a little kid. Okay. And, um, but I remember Gattaca being a mm-hmm. big deal when it came out. Yeah, yeah. that was the one we just we watched, just, right? Yeah. I, that was yeah. Some of I remember renting that movie and just thinking Ethan Hawk was like the cutest guy <laughs> manageable. And Gattaca's is kind of interesting because that's Ethan Hawk and you lot. Yeah. That's like you get both. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like two for the price you get of one. Two for the price of one and you get like his scenes with Uma Thurman and they mm-hmm. were like a hot item at the time. I was equally obsessed with Uma Thurman as a kid too. <laughs> so yeah, and then it just sort of blossomed. My whole love for Ethan Hawke, and it's fun to see his career progress through the years and following him, too, because mm-hmm. he's an actor that makes a lot of different types of movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he's definitely. all across genres. Like, he's done, yeah. he's done thrillers, he's done action movies, he's done dramas, he's done westerns. Mm-hmm. He, you kind of find him in anything.
2: Well, I'm I waiting for that cool. uh, Ethan Hawke musical. That's what I'm <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> holding out for. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, he really is a uh, uh, jack of all trades.
1: Yeah, he's a treasure. I love him. Yeah. His interviews are always really fun to watch too.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: you ever yeah. catch him on a talk show or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've
0: we've wa- a- watched our share of Ethan Oc- yeah. interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, what I've said what I've said about him before, and I've said this about a billion times, but it's I think it's true is which is that if you watch him in an interview, like a lot of people think that he's kind of a pretentious guy, but you watch him in an interview. And, you know, he talks about these big ideas and whatnot, but, like, he spends most of the time talking about, like, oh, I loved working with this person or whatever. Like, yeah. I loved, you know, this, this person's ideas and things like that. Like, he doesn't spend – he actually doesn't spend that much time talking about himself. He talks about how much he mm-hmm. loves working with other people, yeah. which is, like, it's like, oh, he really cares about the craft, and he loves other people, and, like, that's, you know. Super smart. Yeah, too. which is cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh, author of several books. For- i read any of his books, though. I'm. Uh, I've been slowly working. I,
1: I've <laughs> seen the hottest state, and, and I didn't care for it. Mm, well, I haven't. Seen Sorry. Yet. I'm trying to. If you're listening, to Ethan Hawke.
2: Spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm working. That's the book I'm reading right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm. I'm very interested to get to um, his graphic novel too. That'll be fun.
0: Oh, oh not okay. Familiar. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he did that.
2: Yeah, it's called Indie Tales of an Apache or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All right. It looks beautiful, though.
1: So um, I think that I had reached out for to be a guest because, of course, I reached out and just mm-hmm. asked to be a guest in your oh, podcast. Oh,
2: yeah. No, I love it. I know.
1: I'm, I'm very outgoing. I wanted to do Reality Bites because Reality Bites was a big deal when I was, like, 17 years old and I was just graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. And then you guys already had a guest booked, but that's okay because <laughs> you gave me a list of them, and I kind of landed on great expectations because I hadn't seen it since probably I rented it when I worked at a video store when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun movie to revisit, and I watched it this morning. Nice. Okay. Had you guys seen it before? No. I had never I seen it before. I was not really familiar with it. But mm-hmm.
2: I will say I'm lifelong fan of the 1995 Little Princess. Sure. So for me, I really thought that this movie was like Little Princess for adults.
3: Yeah.
2: Big it Princess. It has a Big Princess. Yeah. <laughs> it has all those green visuals that you yeah, can see. I mean that's both. that's
1: Chivo man. That's yeah. his, that's mm-hmm. Alfonso's DP. Yeah. Um, did you notice that in one of the big party scenes everyone is dressed in green? Like yeah. shades of green? Yeah. Do you think so that they got green. like that invite and we're just like, "So, you have to show up in shades of green." <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to look really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this movie um, it's very very 90s yeah it's yeah. Very, it's. I have in my notes it's the most 1998 movie to come out of 1998 yeah <laughs> and <laughs> what else? what, what thinking, other movies are
2: what else came out that year well I was thinking
1: well this, is a, this was a big year for Gwyneth Paltrow well I'll get to her later oh was okay. Shakespeare what? in okay. Love this year she was in Shakespeare in Love oh. and Sliding Doors oh. and she supposedly had turned down a role in, a role in Titanic as well like wow. she supposedly wow. she turned down Rose mm-hmm <laughs> And I would assume that she probably made this movie over it. But that all worked out. But I was thinking, like, I would imagine the success of Romeo and Juliet with Fox really sparked interest in a type of movie like this. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's sort of breathing life into older properties. It's like Shakespeare or Charles Dickens. And we're going to make it contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. We're going right, to make right, it cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Alfonso is a pretty up-and-comer at the time i mm-hmm. mean a little princess was a pretty big hit i'm trying mm-hmm. to think of what he had just done before this
2: um oh yeah i had
1: it. but yeah oh. i would imagine that he was probably a big get for the studio and also the movie just looks beautiful shot by by emmanuel luboneski uh, Yeah. from mexico and yeah. you know he also shot reality bites also. yes i did so know that he, he's nice. worked with ethan
0: before
2: yeah yeah and he he and alfonso corone did almost all their movies together except for roma yeah so huh. yeah interesting mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i was thinking about roma when i was watching this because i was thinking i don't know if this I, I was thinking about how like the music in this movie is so loud <laughs> and so <laughs> much and um, i was thinking maybe the soundtrack
1: to this movie
0: was so fucking cool no it's great yeah. it's great no it's good but it's like I feel like there are some parts where it goes a little bit overboard, and it's a little yeah, bit too. It really like much. hits over the head with some of the
1: with some of the music. Cues. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. cool with it because the soundtrack is really
0: good. Yeah, yeah. I remember was... when I was like a kid,
1: and I would go over to like people's houses, and they had siblings, and you were flipping through their CD case. This was mm-hmm. always one. This was always the soundtrack that you always saw in like their. This CD and play. like oh, Cool really? Intention okay. soundtrack was this. um, It's like. I was listening to it on the way over on iTunes, and it was like, you may also like the single soundtrack or <laughs> the Reality bite soundtrack. They're mm-hmm. all very, just. you just get uh, to- a lot of Tori Amos. Yeah. A lot of Tori Amos <laughs> on the soundtrack. I think that you actually hear other vocals of her in the score mm-hmm. later yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah, so what was your first impressions of Great Expectations, having, ha- having never seen it?
0: Um...
2: I liked it. I really liked it. I had a good time watching it. Um, I think that no one should ever make Ethan Hawke blonde again.
1: Uh, That That, was really, uh, yeah. Blonde wig
0: that they put him on
2: at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I just couldn't look at him. That
0: shag wig. I was really glad that it wasn't for the entire movie. Yeah. Because that would have been awful. It was just like a few, the fingering scene. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And then he had darker hair. He became a man after that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and it was funny though because the kid, the child actor that played him as a kid, didn't even have hair that was that blonde. Yeah. it just came yeah. out of nowhere.
1: Oh, I meant to look him up. Like, what else has that mm. kid done?
2: Let's see. What
0: else has he
1: done? Little mini Ethan. I thought Hawk. it
0: was a good. I thought it was a good. Yeah, like, it was. It was, uh, it was really good casting.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: yeah definitely. Because he didn't look too dissimilar. Like, have you seen Explorers? Yes. Yeah, he kind of looked like yeah. Ethan Hawke in Explorers.
1: This kid went on to really do nothing. Mm. He was in. An episode of Melrose Place and Touched by an Angel and Extra in AI. Mm. So, but very well used in this movie and very well cast. Oh, he
2: was in Flight 29 Down.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the, is
1: that? That's
2: that um show it's that's like lost 9/11. for children. Oh, oh, I thought that was like
0: the 9-11 movie. <laughs> Mm-mm. What was the 9-11 flight? United 93? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't see that.
2: I didn't see it
1: either. Paul
0: Greengrass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah um but yeah i loved flight 29 down i couldn't tell you a single thing about it now but i remember i watched all of it <sighs> and i loved it
0: do you remember kyle XY? why I, I, of course do i know.
2: remember kyle XY? who just, are you just,
0: he doesn't have a belly
2: button yeah, yeah he doesn't that's all i, I remember i really. went to i just remember i went to the paley fest i love talking about this i went to the paley fest for when they were wrapping up the show they had a, pa- a panel and i went to it and i was so nervous but i asked a question i was i would have been very pretty young at the, i don't know i would have been in high school and um and I it it I was I was just so anxious, but I was so excited to talk to the people who had made one of my favorite shows ever and I was That's like cool. what would you have done if if you if there was more of this show, would you have done the college years of Kyle XY or would you done have done an O C style skip ahead four years move?
0: Kyle XY abroad. Or, <laughs> yeah.
2: Or Montreal Hill. Which one did that? oh my god. I feel
0: Wait, are you asking me about One Tree Hill?
2: I know I, know, I don't. Well, I mean you know about One Tree Hill, but you don't know about the OC. Which yeah. one skipped ahead? They both skipped ahead, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: the OC skipped ahead when Marissa died.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so also yeah.
1: Veronica Mars. The idea for season four was to skip ahead mm-hmm. originally.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta watch that show I someday. Seen it, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it's interesting the setting of this movie that it starts out in Florida. You yeah. get a lot of really beautiful Sarasota. imagery yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. That it's very out of the box. Like you don't think of Dickensian Florida. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's pretty cool. What what Quran brings to this movie, especially mm-hmm. where it opens, it's just like like the flat ocean, and then uh, like the robber. Uh, I guess he's like an escape inmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like murder. I guess attacks yeah. him like in this open water. It's mm-hmm. kind of really beautifully shot. Yeah. yeah, of how that whole scene plays out. Definitely. So that's kind of an interesting update to it, which yeah. I
0: appreciated this time around. What about you guys? Well, I'm not that familiar with the source material, and mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't read the book, and I know that there's like about a billion other adaptations yeah. as well, and yeah. I haven't seen those either. So I really kind of went into this knowing nothing He's about. He's not an artist in the book,
2: too. Mm-hmm.
1: They right. kind of
0: added that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and they for changed his name too. I heard it yeah.
0: was
1: Pip, Pip, right? Pip. Which apparently Pip is a little too old-timey. Yeah, I you probably guess don't. So. You probably don't run into too many kids named Pip. Whereas yeah.
0: Finnegan.
1: Yeah, Finnegan. That's a trendy name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. It is. I think it like is. Julia Roberts' oh. like name. One artist. of her kids, like Phineas, or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Finn is hot. It's a hot name. For Glee, Finn. You know what happens?
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, also the mansion, that yeah. was so that's. A beautiful yeah. and it's a real place it was um the ringling one of the ringling brothers and his wife lived there and so oh. they used it to... i was
1: wondering if they shot multiple mansions and they sort of cut them as one I don't there was know. like I a mansion was... for the exterior is Maybe. it in is it in long island
2: no no it's in florida it's in florida it's in okay i
1: looked up some of the filming locations and they did have those big mansions mm. in long island so i thought they may have dressed mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, one it of could those have been look like it.
2: Yeah, it could have been the interiors were the one in Florida, and the exteriors were
1: in the mansion's like seaside, mm-hmm. which that's like a hurricane death trap. Yeah, I like at the end, <laughs> like pretty much the whole thing is just dilapidated and is falling down. Yeah. Because oh yeah, it's this, like the it's whole it's really the... it's lasted one too many hurricanes in mm-hmm. in Sarasota, Florida. So yeah, and I like. Th- just seeing how they dress this mansion Mm -hmm. and how it's completely overgrown completely overgrown and that's again very green and mrs haversham in the in the book and all of the other adaptations lives in a mansion like that so it's Mm kind of cool that they placed it in that sort of context i thought that was interesting and also she doesn't go by mrs haversham
2: yes that's true she's the nora yeah um Miss Ms. Dinsmore. Ms. Dinsmore,
1: Dinsmore. And yeah. Ms. Dinsmore famously was left at the altar. She saved herself from marriage and her fiancé abandoned her. And she's mm-hmm. just being held up in this house yeah. with only her niece to keep her company. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think of what the circumstances of, um, of the niece them living with going her. over, or even the niece, like, the niece coming over i think that mm-hmm. chris cooper was like fixing something or was doing like housework oh, yeah. for her or something because he was getting paid
2: mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah so yeah she, they get called to do a gardening job yeah but then uh they don't have to do anything and he, they, she just pays him five hundred dollars yeah. for right. you know gas money she's an eccentric yeah, yeah. She, she, can wild. Just,
1: she can just throw around five hundred dollars to the mm-hmm. guy that mows the yard that doesn't actually do it
2: yeah um but yeah, and then they and then she requests that Finn come and play with her niece. Yeah, once a week. Mm-hmm.
0: And and um. Is it his? Who is who is it that he's? Is it his father or his uncle? It's his uncle. It's yeah. his uncle. And then that was his sister, right?
1: Yeah. So it's his oh, sister,
2: her sister. His sister's boyfriend.
0: Played by like Kim Dickens from Deadwood.
1: I I really love Kim Dickens. Are you guys familiar with her at all? No. She looks. She's so a really familiar good character actress. She was in Deadwood. She plays Joni on Deadwood. Oh,
2: you know what I know her from? Thank you for smoking. Thank you for smoking. Yeah. She's
1: really good in and also um, Gone Girl, too. Yeah. She's the de- she's the detective in mm-hmm. Gone Girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool.
2: Oh, and she's in House of Cards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who does she play in House of Cards?
2: Uh, Kate Baldwin.
0: Kate Baldwin. Can I see her face?
2: Yeah can't remember what Kate that character Baldwin. was but i feel like i remember her being in it i could see what, her what, in house of cards is it,
0: is it not from is it from the stuff we watched
2: uh some of it would have been
0: okay because yeah. we stopped
2: we did stop watching but
0: mm-hmm. we we have we fell off at season four yes and then the kevin spacey stuff happened mm-hmm. and then it didn't watch season well, five or six yeah
2: except for the kevin i i we don't have to get into this but like i'd the Kevin you knew Spacey about stuff, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, from like a long time ago. Right, right. Everybody knew about the Kevin yeah. Spacey
1: stuff from a long time ago. Yeah. I've been giving Kevin Spacey shit for like years.
2: Yeah, so
1: finally, just caught up with him.
2: Yeah, I did. Right, it yeah. Did. Everyone got on board. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I love I have in my notes. What does Stella do all day? Yeah. So she's staying with her aunt. Mm-hmm. That her parents are like, okay, go and like hang out with your crazy ass aunt. And just wander around this mansion mm-hmm. all day, yeah. So yeah, kind of an interesting relationship well, there.
2: That's why she needs uh, this company. paid company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So what do you think, um, Ms. Dinsmore's like? Why do you think she requests him? What do you think, like, her end game with all of that was?
2: Well, I have she some says theories at behind the it. End. She does kind of yes. ex- explain it, that she was using him as a, a test boy, basically, mm-hmm. for right. um, for Estella to learn what it's like to conquer a man, basically. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And, did she see? She must have been, like, in the window or something. Like, how did she know? I she said, she she, Yeah, I think she saw him. She was spying. Okay. Yeah. I think it was also, she just, she really had it out for
1: the patriarchy that... Mm-hmm. Her, her ex that left her at the altar Oh and yeah. she totally. just really wanted to just like break this little kid's heart
2: pay it forward to another pay it forward male. to another little
1: boy yeah. yeah and I love like water fountain tongue slip
2: yeah oh yeah okay so that one when they're kids is one thing yeah that's one thing because they're little and it's yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. it's it's Fine. But then when they're older and it's in New York, like how gross would that feel yeah. to be drinking from a public water fountain in New York and someone and shoves their tongue, tongue just, in your yeah, mouth? Yeah.
1: yeah. And especially like sweaty, humid New York. Yeah. <laughs> I love that peltro in that scene like what she's wearing oh my is God. out of That control. outfit mm-hmm. is so. When my so husband weird. and I were watching it, we're just like, yeah, wardrobe furnished by Gwyneth Paltrow's closet. Yeah. It looks like we weren't sure if it was a skirt, if it was pants. Was it mm-hmm. a skirt? Right. Skirt. was a skirt. Yeah. And yeah. it was like silk, and she has like one. And the top has one shirt. button. It's the top see, has one button. And just and between the, button. Button, and just and between the boobs, yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. like yeah, it's just but just like vintage Paltrow. Okay, so let's just go into Paltrow. Like, what are your guys' is like? Paltrow is very hot and cold with people. Yeah. Your guys' opinions on Gwyneth Paltrow? I
2: like her. I've never felt like too strongly one way or the other. I've, I usually enjoy her. She does have some pretty clear, uh, habits and tics that she has throughout all of her work, I think. Yeah. And her voice also. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have a problem with it really.
1: Yeah. I, I don't mind Gwyneth Paltrow. I enjoy Gwyneth Paltrow. She's one of those actresses that I don't think I've ever seen her bad in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she always delivers, like, this cold, narcissistic character. It's kind of tailored to a Gwyneth Paltrow type. So mm-hmm. I think she fits in the role really nicely. Right.
2: Yeah. Um. Pretty much everyone they had in this movie was exactly who they wanted to be in the movie. So. Yeah.
1: Well, like, yeah. it's definitely a, a role catered around her. We were wondering if this was caught Tom Cruise like 5 years too late cuz it feels oh. like a role that was probably intended for Tom Cruise <laughs> mm-hmm. and then mm. it just didn't quite pan out that way. Yeah, I could what see. Was I could see
2: that. What, was what was he doing in 1990
1: Well, years is 1998. What was he doing in 1998? I mean, you know? he would have been making like Magnolia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. coming off of like Mission Impossible.
0: Okay. When <laughs> so, was uh when was um, Eyes Wide Shut?
1: Eyes Wide Shut was 99. He was probably making Eyes Wide okay, Shut at the time. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but So Oh, I White chat's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, friend. it strikes me as
0: the type of role that would be for Tom Cruise.
1: hmm
0: Could see it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your Gwyneth Paltrow question, um yeah. <laughs> I uh not super I think a lot of the the like, you know, goop stuff goop. is she's weird. a lot to take online. Yeah. And
1: I think that she's sort of in on the joke for some of it I don't think that she fully buys a lot of what she's talking I think she she has an angle and she's working it and I really don't I think that she's in on the joke most of the time I think that I I put on Facebook once that like I kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow and I got like 20 comments of all my (laughs) friends that were just like ranting about how much they hate her Mm -hmm. I was just like
0: Paltrow very hot and cold with people Yeah. yeah yeah But I, I do love I do love her in Royal Tenenbaums,
2: though. Mm, yeah. I think I that's, like, a that. great
0: performance.
1: I was but, next yeah. to
2: you while you were watching it, but I wasn't watching it.
1: Okay. And, yeah, uh, 98, big year for Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, Sliding Doors, Shakespeare in Love, and then Oscar win. Yeah. Too. So she was, like, she was the ingenue. She was the Jennifer Lawrence of her day.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, this this cast is really stacked. I will say that's four Oscar winners and yeah. one nominee in this movie. Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke being the nominee.
0: Were the people that had won? Would they have won by this point? Or Oscar well, winners just in general?
2: Well, it's gonna be
0: it's gonna be Anne Bancroft.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Anne Bancroft, uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. And... Anne Bancroft
1: won for the Miracle Worker. Uh, De Niro, um, Godfather. Uh,
2: who else? Oh, Chris oh, Cooper. Chris Cooper,
1: who was nominated a few years after, mm-hmm. and then won. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering as I was watching it. I'm surprised that Chris Cooper, only one Oscar, and one nomination. Yeah, he's good. That you so had not seen him show up before or after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah Chris Cooper is really great in this movie.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought he was really good. I think that scene where he's at the gallery. Yeah, was really good. Oh yeah, that was a good scene. That was great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that too. So where are we at? Okay, so um, dance class yeah. with Mrs. Mrs. Haversham And mm-hmm. and she's not Estella. She goes by Stella. Yeah, right? but sometimes I was confused it, by it, that. Sw- yeah. it seems to
2: switch back and forth because they call A-Stella, her Stella. Estella and then her then, nickname is yeah. just
0: Estella and then just nicknamed Stella. Yeah. Because you can't always tell if they're just leaving off the E or it's just like they're not really pronouncing mm-hmm. it that hard. Yeah. So I just wasn't sure. I don't know what I wrote down for that. I don't think I even wrote... I had very skimmed notes here. Yeah, most, I, so, took really, just, I
2: guess we didn't really talk great. about that Robert De Niro scene that much. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: so he meets this this outlaw,
1: runaway mm-hmm. um, prisoner out in the ocean.
2: Yeah, and it's very, I think, like Alfonso Cuarón magical realism yes, going on. Yes, because, because he kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he, up yeah. Out of the water. he comes
1: up out of the water and grabs him, mm-hmm. which he's I think like, works. I think in yeah. the book, in the previous versions, he's in a, he's in a cemetery, mm-hmm. and he is hiding behind a gravestone. Yeah. I think that's how it's done. Mm -hmm. I'm not
2: sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I think the the other thing that's really good is that the, once again, we have an Ethan Hawk voiceover at the beginning, which is. Yeah, yeah you know, old, but, um, <laughs> he, but in the voiceover, he's saying, I'm not going to tell you this story, the way that it actually happened. I'm going to tell you the way I remembered it. Yeah. So it has that layer of childhood that I That really
1: layer like. of childhood and also the unreliable narrator mm-hmm. that you don't right. really know if the events that actually took place were quite like this. Mm-hmm. Was Stella really that cold or was that just sort of how he remembers her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was. Yeah, yeah. Was like Ms. Dinsmore really that kooky or is that just or was she in just the, old and he was or is young that just in the eyes it. of like a
0: child? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. and that and that would kind of make it more, I guess uh, easy to suspend disbelief on the fact that like she doesn't like age, you know what I mean? Cause like when you see her in the beginning and then you see her later on the movie mm. and it's like,
2: she just always seems old. She's
0: like the same age. She looks like the, she's the same age basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I guess that kind of like it's as he remembers her cause he'd yeah. seen her later on in his mm-hmm. life as well. So he probably just remembers her looking the way that she looks now. Mm-hmm.
1: So he helps the prisoner escape. He, he brings him something to cut off his chains with. Um, and then food, whatever food, food and, and drugs yep. and
2: alcohol that they have in the house. Yeah. hmm. Um, and then the and th- then they start to go away in the boat, but then they're stopped by some uh, police on yeah. the on the water. And so then Robert De Niro jumps out, and Ethan Hawke throws or young not Ethan Hawke, whatever, baby Finn, Ethan Hawke, baby Ethan Hawke throws him a life jacket so that he won't you know die out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of the last that's the last time he sees him, except for this news coverage of him getting yeah. caught yeah, getting about four caught, days later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he, like, he looks directly into the camera, and he's looking at him.
2: Like,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're going to see him later.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that line, though, where Robert De Niro was like, uh, he's like, are you alone? And he doesn't say anything. You deaf? He's like, no. It's like, you alone or are you deaf? Which one is it? And I was like, that just seems so.
2: It felt really movie.
0: Yeah. It feels like a very Robert De Niro thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, what you're not deaf. Bob not De Niro is well cast in this role, though I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, yeah,
1: especially when he shows back up. Yeah, you get at some the good, end, yeah. you get some good De Niro scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. And I liked his look a lot at the end. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the long De Niro, pony Santa, Santa De Niro, mm-hmm.
1: the big beard. It's played by Ray Fiennes in the 2012 one. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. nice.
0: okay, yeah.
2: Did we put, oh yeah, Quiz Show. We watched Quiz Show. It's Ray
0: Yeah, Fiennes. and there's another connection which is Hank Azaria.
2: Hank Azaria, also he's in this
1: show. I kept thinking this. whenever Hank Azaria was on camera that it's just the Hank Azaria voice from Grimes from The Simpsons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Frank Grimes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons? No. I think it's has Frank it, Grimes. He's done
2: a bunch of Simpsons. Well, right? I mean, he's yeah. like a regular in The Simpsons, yeah.
1: but it's pretty much the Grimes voice of the guy that uh, works with Homer and, and can't stand him. Mm-hmm. And he's like the everyman that has to deal with Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he and he gets blown up at the end. Yeah. But it's pretty much the Grimes voice from The
0: Simpsons, so mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. made me chuckle a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess there's only so many voices you can do before you have to start using your own voice, you know, because <laughs> he's done so many.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, so then um, Mrs. Dinsmore asks uh, Finn to dance for him. Yeah. When he comes over and to dance for her, and... He says that he can't dance, and she starts screaming at him. And then he says, I can draw though. And so then she brings Estella in to sit for a portrait, and he draws her. And that's a really intense scene. Yeah. Um, I really liked the way it was shot because while he's drawing, it cuts back and forth between him and then these, like, a very cropped. Uh, shots of her so like her chin or her shoulder or Mm -hmm. the top of her head so you could see you kind of see her the way that he's seeing her which i really liked
0: and then she's like whispering in his ear like do you think she's pretty he's like yeah that was in in
1: all of the trailers and and tv spots for this
0: movie Mm yeah Uh and then they have that water makeout scene
2: yeah
0: yeah I was like, I was thinking, like, I wouldn't want to drink from... I feel like that's not the kind of fountain you should drink from. Yeah. But he does it, and then she puts her tongue in his mouth, and he's like,
2: whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my
1: God.
2: So then his sister leaves, and goes. she goes to work and never comes back.
1: Yeah, she left him.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he's raised by Joe, the boyfriend, played by Chris Cooper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, I thought it was interesting. I guess I never thought... It, I didn't... I had a hard time registering that Chris Cooper was old enough to like be a father figure to Ethan Hawke, but you know they gave him some they, gray yeah, they hair they kind at the of end made of the him movie, up. so they they yeah.
1: made him up a little bit to look older mm-hmm. too, because they wanted a, the actor to fit the kid at the yeah. at the beginning, so they had to work around that. So yeah, yeah, that didn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he finds out that Stella is going away to school. Oh uh, yeah, and then it cuts to like they're teenagers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they're still right, doing this right. flirty thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, the he tries way... to, he tries to take her out to mm-hmm. like a fancy date and then they skip out on it and, uh, have some alone time together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before that, though, the way that they cut to them being teenagers, I love that scene a lot. Cause they're doing their dance yeah, lesson. And, and so kids, it fades then... from them being kids into them being teenagers mm-hmm. while they're yeah. like, well, while he's spinning, spinning her. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very cool shot. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they're having their alone time, and Chris Cornell is playing while Ethan Hawk fingers Gwyneth Haltra. <laughs> I have, I have, bringing it back to it. I have the in my notes, ideas. what
1: would 16 year old Scott thought of this scene?
2: What would he have thought?
1: I don't know, but like <laughs> sound with with
0: Soundgarden playing over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that Soundgarden song now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what, what is it called? Do you know
1: what it's called? Uh,
2: well, it was something like s- Flower Soul, Flower Sun, Flower, something.
0: Hmm. Sunflower
2: or sun, sun
0: shower.
1: Sun shower. Sun
2: shower. I a lot was of close.
0: sun. A lot of sun content from Mr. Cornell. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Soundgarden's good.
2: Yeah,
1: and yeah, I also have my. Does she want? Does she want to break Finn's heart? Yeah, I think that's her end game.
2: It's hard to say if that's mm-hmm. what she really wants or if that's what she's been, like, groomed to think she needs to do And by the aunt.
1: Stella's kind of a weird character because she's kind of written like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't have a lot of empathy for people. Yeah. She really doesn't think of anyone but herself. Yeah. Well, there's her. that
2: one scene in the taxi cab later on where he says, what's it like not to feel anything? Uh,
1: like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very sort of a static character until the very end when you mm-hmm. see Stella realizes what a piece of shit she's being. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I feel like Peltro really fits
0: that cold over it attitude with everything now. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's like not even super dissimilar from her character and, um, in Royal Tenenbaums*, where yeah. she's like sort of closed off, and stylish, <laughs> stylishly <laughs> closed off. Even the and then the she paints more to her. paintings of Stella look
1: like Margot too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah! It looks okay, like all yeah. of the art that Wes Anderson had done for that movie.
0: Yeah. What do you know? What year was not was *Tenenbaums* like? Two thousand one or two thousand one? Okay, so it's yeah. oh, not years that after. much later. Mm-hmm.
2: Um so Ethan Hawk, Finn. Now yeah. it's now played by Ethan Hawk. <laughs> sure, yeah. And up. uh he when Stella Estella leaves, he stops painting and he stops going over to Mrs. Dinsmore's house and he, just he starts a fishing. Fish with Joe. A
1: man. Hot hot fisherman yeah. Ethan. Yeah, yeah, he his He's... hair
2: gets way better. Uh he, he grew he a little mustache. Haircut. yeah. yeah. Um, sitting there
0: drinking the beer on the boat, you
2: know. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah but then several years later a lawyer comes by and says that there's an anonymous benefactor who wants to pay for him to have his own art show Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh yeah they fly him out to new york man Mm -hmm. put him up in that swanky loft which i don't even know even in the 90s how much the month rent of that loft would be I yeah. mean, first
2: he's in the Stingy Hotel, but then the loft. Yeah. Oh, right, my right, gosh. Right. I love it. Yeah,
1: so he's going
0: to be curating this art show with, with the pieces that he hasn't done yet, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he says like, oh, I don't really draw anymore when the lawyer first comes to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's fine. You know, he'll just make he's, something new. And then- He's greeted by
1: that art gallery owner. Do art all out art gallery owners have that haircut? Yes, you always see so. that. You always see that in movies, yeah, that like Edna Mode, Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you know that they're really sophisticated. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're like women of New York.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of Big Lebowski. that scene mm-hmm. where she's. Yeah, it's definitely like the,
1: what you think. An artist's life would be like in a movie, Mm -hmm. too. It's very romanticized about the life of artists. Right. Which I guess that's all part of the charm and the angle of it, too, Mm -hmm. is that it's a very um, idealized portrait of the art community, too. Mm -hmm. That he's being like, he's going from working on a fishing boat to showing in these galleries in New York, too. And that's the angle that they start working yeah, yeah, of, yeah, that he's a he's a fisherman artist that's mm-hmm. made his big break onto the art scene.
2: Yeah, and he really crafts this uh persona of himself mm-hmm. because he creates a story about how starts d- the he starts to lie yeah. to the person
1: who's interviewing him too, and creating more of an elaborate backstory. Yeah, that yeah. like
2: Joe was a drug smuggler who died. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, just his whole. And then story. he talks about
0: he talks about Stella. He's like, oh. He's so like, oh, I drew her, but I don't even remember yeah. what her name is. Mm-hmm. And then the the is like, what about this one that looks like a grown-up version of her? It's like, oh, that's the <laughs> same girl. I still don't know her name. And she's just kind of, like, incredulous about it. She's like, how would you not know who she is if mm-hmm. you drew at these two phases of her life? And he's kind of doing this whole
1: thing to try to impress grown-up Stella, too. Because mm-hmm. right, she's right. introduced that she's... Also, a woman of society. She's dating Frank Hank Azaria, who's the snob. They're surrounded by awful people when they go to the when they go to this like gentlemen's club. Yeah. Super uncomfortable when he walks in there. He has to borrow a jacket. I really like that that shot of him walking off with the jacket. I think mm-hmm. that's a, oh, like, it's yeah. like a clever little throwaway joke, but I think it's really well done, especially yeah. how it's shot because it's done in that in that big um, wide shot. Right. You see mm-hmm. him walking of the guy away, walking. The guy out. comes after him yeah, yeah, and he I gives that his jacket. back. You yeah. have to switch jackets. And you kind of get that he's trying to create this new persona to try to impress her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to win
0: her back.
2: Yeah, and well, he also thinks that... He, th- he believes that his anonymous benefactor yes. is Mrs. Dinsmore. Because yeah. Yeah. you would just assume that it's her, yeah. too. And
0: he talks to her before he goes and she does kind of like suggest that like oh maybe you guys are because he says like i think he says something like oh our paths he's like i don't know if our paths are gonna cross or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like oh maybe you're like meant to or whatever She mm-hmm. she gives this she sort of leads him on a little bit that like yeah maybe you, you guys are gonna run mm-hmm. into each other and like maybe you guys are meant to like have something because he's basically asking her for advice like should i go to mm-hmm. new york and she's like yeah you should do it and you know all this stuff.
2: Yeah. And then he, I think he believes that the reason why she is doing it uh, is because he, she wants him to be like good enough for Estella. Yes. Right. And, um, and so that's what he thinks is going on this whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And in the book, it's interesting kind of how they updated this because in the book, he's just sort of groomed to be like a fancy man. Mm -hmm. like, this, like, Victorian England fancy man, like, a gentleman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they gave him more something to do that's visual in the movie, which I think kind of works even better for the character because you give Pip, like, the Pip character some, like, outlet, some creative outlet that you can see him accomplish something. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty clever in the adaptation of it.
0: I think also since it's modern, like, you know, there's a time where, like, gentlemen, all they had to do was just, like, sit around and, like, smoke and, probably like hunt small animals or something like you know like you could just exist and then talk that about was money your, yeah yeah and that was your skill was just being, being well-dressed and rich it
1: really you know? hits you over the head with these society snobs too it is not subtle and it's yeah and it's portrayal of them too. Especially how they just kind of show up at the art show and it's just like, oh, it's you. And they've already just like
0: started to cling to him. Mm-hmm. Like this is a creative type that we can just leech off of. Yeah. 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 And you see him like kind of not fitting in with all these people. Yeah. You see a couple of scenes where he like is going through these crowds. And like you said, the scene where he has to give his jacket back where he doesn't even like register mm-hmm. that that's a thing that he has to do. A lot um, of
1: um, signature crone long takes. Mm -hmm. although I don't think they're as well done in this movie because they really don't build anything like there's long takes but I don't think the payoff is anything that impressive Mm -hmm. so it's I guess it's just kind of him and Chivo kind of figuring out how they can do creative long shots like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's done later in their
0: career a little more successful
1: yeah
2: definitely Um, yeah
0: I did think some of the editing choices were a little bit I don't know. I guess maybe of the time. I just feel like there was a lot of like editing in the 90s that was like sure. these like super fast cuts and well, then I mean, it's, we would like tilt the like, camera sideways. It's also like oh, yeah, the height of diagonal. music
1: videos too. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. just felt like they had to make it cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a time kind of like the height of Big directors doing music videos for like Smashing Pumpkins and Bjork. Mm-hmm. Right. We right. watched. Uh, we watched the music video to this movie, which is the song by um Mono, Life in mm-hmm. Mono. Mm-hmm. You Should look up the music video. It's pretty okay. cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's and it's uh it's on the soundtrack for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just super nineties. Yeah, this movie. Uh, we can't stress again. It is the most. 1998 movie to ever come out of 1998. Yeah, Yeah. It's interesting that I don't think this movie was seen as successful. I think it was like obviously a big deal because Paltrow was in it Mm -hmm. and she was sort of the it girl of that year. But I don't think it was really like critically and I feel like it probably just made enough money to clear its budget Mm -hmm. but you also have to remember what came out a month before this movie. Right, Titanic. Which was Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it just sort of buried it it's yeah. So weird that they chose to release this movie in January, January of 98. Just like it's such a bizarre yeah. release date for a type yeah. of Bummer. Like
0: yeah. So yeah, so I do feel like Titanic stole a lot of its thunder. Right. And also there's like there's even like him drawing her naked and yeah. you're like, "Oh, this is done in Titanic." Straight it's up like, like, like uh draw me like one of your French girls Yeah, too. exactly, mm-hmm. but you don't but they have just parallel thinking.
2: Yeah, so the budget for this movie was twenty five million, and the box office was fifty five and a half million. So, so it, like, it did enough. fine. Like, it yeah. was it
1: just cleared its budget for Fox. They probably didn't see it as a loss, but it wasn't probably the movie that, like, say, Fox's Romeo and Juliet was. Yeah. Right. Too. Right. Well,
2: Coron has said that he, I mean, he basically regrets doing the sure. movie. Sure. Um, there was
1: probably a lot of studio in, in, input for this movie and he was probably and that was at a time when he was just beginning to really work with big budgets mm-hmm. too and he could handle himself a little more on like The Prisoner of Azkaban than he yeah. could on a type of movie I like this The
2: um, but yeah, he says that the script wasn't there, sure. and he he says I got cocky in the sense that we can convey this visually, we can compensate visually. So that's like, and not it's good a beautiful
0: set. movie when you
1: watch it, it too. Like the yeah.
2: production design, the yeah.
0: camera work in this movie is mm-hmm. stunning, and like all the the settings, like the places that they're in, the the mansion or like his loft, or yeah. Even the gallery mm-hmm. that they're in is like really beautiful. To but there's at. just something about the script that's a little uninvolving mm-hmm. yeah. too. Yeah. And I, I kind I don't know, I kind of didn't feel like they had that much, I don't know. I kind of feel like they didn't have that much chemistry. Yeah, their other.
1: chemistry is fine. You could probably tell both Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth Paltrow probably didn't get along all that well on set. Just because they <laughs> yeah. have a very hot and cold mm-hmm. attitude with each other on on. But not in like a romantic camera. way. And it's one like of those things that we're so used to Ethan Hawke paired with like... Uma Thurman or Julie Julie Delpy and they're just chemistry just radiants. Right. Just radiates on screen. Yeah. And it really jumps out at you and there's something about their scenes together that don't quite work as well as they may have wanted them to. Yeah.
0: And and there was and there's a lot of them together too. Like that's the thing because like with with Gattaca it's they're not I mean they're together a bit but like Ethan Hawk spends more time with like Jude Law yes. in that movie. Mm-hmm. And like, there's only, Talk there's only, a I know, right? Few, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only like a few scenes in Gattaca where they're like really together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, like, they're like really standout scenes, like when they're walking together. But even that's just when like, they're, a couple minutes. just like
1: that whole scene when they're, when they're um, crossing the road. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, a, yeah. It's, the, it's the stuff like that. It's when they're walking, walking with all of the
0: solar panels. And that's yeah, when it yeah, really yeah.
1: is like, yeah, like these are two. Mm-hmm movie stars
0: yeah but yeah but you do feel it there but with the with them Ethan hawking yeah and it's one of those things that
1: i think it's just sort of the script of how stella is written is that you don't really see why he thinks she's so great Mm -hmm. i mean i get that she's beautiful right but i don't really see why is he that obsessed with her because she just comes off as just being super cold Yeah, and I feel like they probably should have broke her down a little more in the script earlier than Mm -hmm. they do at the end. Yeah, I think
2: because they skip because of how they jump from their childhood, where we only see that one little bit of them as children, into their teenage years, where they only are together really for about a week that we see. Mm Um, we miss any development between those two characters in yeah. their relationship that might have been, like, you know, stolen moments where they're laughing about Miss Dinsmore being crazy, or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, she uh, giving him feedback on his art, or, mm-hmm. like, you know, any time where they might have actually had a, an exchange that would develop, that would progress their relationship, we missed all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, like, he... She was kind of, like, the first... Girl that he like, yeah. knew really, yes. So, I think that was part of it for him. Is for that sure. he, he just had this connection with her?
1: He just put her up on that pedestal,
0: yeah, yeah. This is
1: like, this is the like that's very like super like film school that she's the object, she's she's mm-hmm. she's the gaze, yeah, <laughs> for the man, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that whole I mean, she's uh quite naked in a she's quite literally the gaze, yeah, in this yeah. movie, mm-hmm. yeah, in the um scene where. She he wants to do another portrait of her now that they're adults. Yeah. And so she comes over to his apartment and she just slowly takes off like piece by piece takes yeah. off all of her clothes. Uh, and then she, it's just a montage of her sitting and standing and like looking in different directions Yeah, and while he obs- like obsessively sketches her, I, yeah. I, you know, which I don't really know how that it's works. All cut I don't to that, know, I'm not an it's artist. It's all cut but... to that
1: Pulp song too. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's very uh VH1 music oh, yeah, video. definitely. So I love that song too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good, I mean, I, I liked that scene. It was just mm-hmm. a lot. It felt heavy handed a little.
0: Yeah. He's like shading her nipple. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Um, Did you recognize um, the art The art gallery owner, what else she was in?
2: No. Who was She who is was
1: Columbia in Rocky Horror. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, fun. My husband mentioned that as we we're watching it. I was like, no shit. That's, <laughs> that is Columbia that's from Rocky Horror. I, I had no idea until this viewing. I wow. thought that was kind of cool.
2: Are you guys going to do Rocky on your show at some point? I think
1: eventually. I don't personally love Rocky Horror. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. I think the first 30 minutes are great. And I think people, when they rave about Rocky Horror, tend to forget about the last hour of that movie uh-huh. that it gets well
2: that's when you fall asleep it, when you're seeing it at midnight it's usually
1: like when you're seeing it at midnight <laughs> that's usually when you just have it's it's like 2 a.m and yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna check out of here mm-hmm. so yeah not a movie that i love mm-hmm. i was trying to think of what ethan hawk movies i eventually want to do Ooh. i think i want to eventually do reality bites because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was a very dear and close movie to my heart and i also felt like i was very much the steve zahn character mm-hmm. with all of our mm-hmm. friends too mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah We'll eventually get to that one
2: nice um oh okay so then after he he does her portrait um hank azaria comes over Mm -hmm. to finn's place and it's a kind of it's an uncomfortable conversation yeah
0: because he has all her her naked
2: portraits up it's
1: like like, clearly he's sleeping with her
2: Mm -hmm. like it's
1: not it's not all subtle yeah right
2: um and so then, but Finn says, I think you two are perfect for each other. And they kind of are, because they're yeah. both,
1: like, New York snobs. <laughs> kind of boring. Yeah. Both a little cold. So I guess they are perfect with yeah. each other. Yeah. And um, then he's like,
0: oh, I guess I got to go now.
1: And he just tanks A lot there, of joking like, of, like, that uh, his character doesn't know how to price his art. Yeah, like yeah, yeah by like inch by the hour. Uh, I get it. Yeah, he's a he's like a, a yokel that doesn't know like the the his own worth.
0: We get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get it. Hank's area. Yeah, yeah. He makes that joke. He makes that joke when they first meet. He's like, oh, do you price it by the inch or by the hour?" Yeah. And he's not exactly joking, but he is. And like the other people there are like laughing. Huh? And then he's like, "Oh, I've never sold an art before." And then later on, he does it to him at his opening. He's like, oh, what was that joke I made to you? Do you price your art by the inch or by the hour? And then Gwyneth Paltrow's like, by its beauty.
1: And he's (laughs) just like, oh, okay. A lot of good Gwyneth Paltrow hair in this movie.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: There was one brief cut of the signature, can I speak to the manager hairstyle that, that Paltrow (laughs) sort of pioneered. It was that Uh one shot on the plane when she's going back to, Mm -hmm. to Florida. Mm -hmm. That was probably a reshoot. At the time, cause oh, yeah. I think that she has that hair and sliding doors, mm. so they probably caught her on break from that movie because mm-hmm. that's oh, okay. her—that's her sliding doors cut.
2: Mm-hmm. I've really liked in, i liked her hair a lot in that scene where in the restaurant. I'm kind of skipping ahead, but in that scene where they're in the restaurant, she and Hank area with the other couple. Is it sort of pinned up? It is pinned yeah. up in a very kind of complicated way, which I like. She's wearing
0: a sexy dress in that scene yeah,
1: too. Yeah, she is. She mm-hmm. is
2: low back
0: the restaurant oh where he comes and
2: asks yeah, and he says that weird dance. restaurant
1: they're like oh we're going out to dinner at a restaurant like yeah. did they pick that place because they thought like it has a novelty about it because it looks cheap yeah I I don't that know. was a weird set yeah. it doesn't look like they're all dressed like they should be going out someplace a little more fancy mm-hmm, but it not right, yeah. super fancy yeah it
0: just looks like a kind of dinery. maybe that's Chinese maybe restaurant. that's
1: yeah. what they could afford that day on set that was their cover yeah, set. Maybe. They lost their fancy <laughs> their fancy dining room and they had to yeah, they had to make do with something else.
2: They specifically needed a restaurant several blocks away that Ethan Hawk could run in the rain yeah. through.
1: <laughs> a lot of running in this movie, mm-hmm. a lot of running in the rain yeah. also feels very nice. Running
2: run Lola Run was also it this year, maybe feels
1: very uh music video too mm-hmm. that he's chasing
0: after her in the rain. Right, yeah. Running mm-hmm. in the rain is just very Does he run does Ethan Hawk run a lot in his movies?
2: does he run a lot um, I don't really think he I does mean, he, he walks he's, a he's lot he's no
1: like Tom Cruise yeah, yeah that Tom Cruise runs in every like single a movie I would say like a brisk
0: walk yeah usually talking. or a leisurely walk because if it's yeah. like because reality bites he's usually walking walk. by the fountain uh, he likes Gattaca, to walk like and, and monologue at the same time mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and maybe he like slightly strays a little in gestures oh yeah. Dead
2: Poets Society did you already say that at the end, no. at the end in the I snow was, my, my ideal ending for that movie oh uh, that he just runs off yeah then he runs off in the snow <laughs> and it just ends. Yeah, before Oh Captain, My Captain.
1: Um, off topic, but have you guys read Last Night at the Viper? Room? Mm-mm. No. The, there's some good Ethan Hawke quotes in that book because mm, like he was River just because of River Phoenix yeah. and uh. he talks a lot about working with River Phoenix and River Phoenix went off to like make all these movies as a kid and Ethan had to go back to school. Yeah. And just really like resenting that when he was a kid and just like this was the career that I couldn't have because I had to go back to school. Yeah. And then yeah, he just eventually found his way. Doing it kind of on his own terms, but yeah, you should read Last Night at the Viper Room. There's a lot of good Ethan Hawke stuff in that book. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he has a lot. He has a lot to say about River Phoenix. A lot, like a, yeah. he he brings a lot of interviews back to talking about River Phoenix.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're contemporaries. It's kind of his yeah. career. If it would have taken a very different turn, mm-hmm. it's the it's kind of it's like a little mirror reflection of like a road mm-hmm. that he could have possibly gone on Yeah, to. Yeah. It's like him, Keanu. It's like Mm -hmm. all the actors at this time was like him, Keanu, um, what kind of other actors at the same time. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of Josh Charles, Mm -hmm. but Josh Charles didn't quite become as famous as all the rest of them did. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Although, as we discussed, Josh Charles uh, on The Good Wife, just my favorite, one of my favorite We're about
1: to do our second Josh Charles movie. Oh, which We're one? just about to do Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter Dead. Oh, right, right, right. We're going to be doing that on Monday.
2: Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I haven't seen that. Oh, or yeah, Threesome. I don't, that I don't know how I haven't oh, seen Threesome. Oh, Threesome's so good. You should watch it. I so I had never
1: seen Threesome until recently.
2: Yeah. It just and seems like the most one of the most me movies of all time. It's one of
1: those movies that I remember watching it and I was like, I would have been obsessed with this movie if I would have watched it when I was 17. Yeah. So it would have been like what I expected going off to college would be.
2: Yeah. turns out it's nothing like that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what because i was thinking um i mean if you ever wanted to have us on your show uh movies that made me bisexual (laughs) would be um lost and delirious with a young misha barton
1: (laughs) oh no i'm i'm not as familiar with Misha Barton's, uh, is it one of her?
2: She's, oh, who else is, um, uh, Piper Perabo and Jessica Paré are also oh, in that movie. Very good. Okay. Woodwreck.
1: Interesting.
2: Um, yeah, that would be my, my go-to. Yeah, put that on your list.
0: All right. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Um, oh, I like how you have the IMDb app. What's that? I like how you have the IMDb app. Most people do. not I guys? feel like we're the only people that oh, do it. Oh, I, I just- do. you guys just search it <laughs> off your desktop? Yeah, yeah, I just I just type yeah. it in. Oh, it's all about the app. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. What does the app Lauren, offer Lauren get, was always trying to pull up the app, and it was never lit. You never get all of
0: like her. good.
1: You get good like uh, news updates. Mm. Oh,
0: okay. I don't
1: know. It just it just reads well on your phone. Mm-hmm. You ever have, just just have a random question? Yeah. IMDb. So, IMDb. anyways, we're here to. <laughs> oh, right, we use, uh, use the uh, offer code like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> use, use the offer code Hawk. Uh,
2: with I IMDb wish Pro. IMDb sponsor
1: us.
0: Is there an IMDb Pro? Do you get some bonus? Yeah, there is IMDb you Pro. You can you can but read you stuff that it. isn't on the main page. You uh, can
1: read yeah, more like
2: publicist of- contact. Remember, um, Chris was talking about that because he works for Variety Business Intelligence, which uh. is like a competitor, basically.
1: Yeah, um, you can find more projects that are in development that they haven't quite posted mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, cool.
2: Yeah. Oh, Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth Paltrow have sex at the loft. <laughs> They that's do. my next note. Yeah. yeah after that restaurant oh, after scene. After the restaurant, yeah. Because yeah. he goes
0: in and he's like, oh, do you want to dance? And then Hank He's like, oh, like, and then they stand <laughs> up and dance a little bit in this restaurant that's not They're made for like, dancing. They're just like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all the patrons are just like, all right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, so they finally like, they finally bone, they mm-hmm. finally get this over with. Yeah. It's very like reality bites. Mm-hmm. We well, you guys just do it and get it over with? <laughs> yeah, true. I'm starting.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, and then also, I'm trying to think, this was kind of, her, I was so focused on her fingernails in that scene, because they were painted black, and so there was a lot of contrast uh, between her black fingernails and sure. his very white back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, how So many,
1: everything's like? sort of just building up to this gallery showing mm-hmm. yeah. that he's doing, right. which is weird because you don't see him make I mean you obviously see a lot of the stuff that he's drawing of her mm-hmm. yeah. but you don't see a lot of his work that he's doing for the gallery though. Yeah. Right. For the gallery showing. Mhm. But it's his signature very um sort of like I don't know it's what like kind like of art would you big, describe I don't know. his it's, stuff it's as? It's kind
2: of like large sketches with some surrounding watercolor is how yeah. I would describe it. Right. Um I have I had the name of the artist that actually did the art. Yeah,
1: all oh. the stuff is really cool. It's credited. It's like one of the very first things credited mm. in the credits was they credit that guy. Oh, that's cool.
2: Uh, Francesco Clemente.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool that they gave him such a top billing credit mm-hmm. at the very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I thought that the um, final work that showed in the gallery was pretty good, but I just wasn't sure like where the sketches actually good. Like those you know, yeah. earlier ones. They didn't. They did not look the same yeah to me, I don't know. Not...
1: also, kind of a missed opportunity that I feel like you could have done something a little more with of what he actually shows at the gallery mm-hmm. and what he actually presents as his as his pieces to be bought mm-hmm. by all of these people. But you don't really see a lot of it, though,
2: yeah. you see the one of Joe, right and yeah. those two of Stella. Mm-hmm. And then there's one of Robert de Niro. Uh, that Arthur, that yep. you don't even see in the gallery. No, you only I don't see think it later. It was, I don't think loft. it was shown. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I, I think it must have been because he says when Robert De Niro comes to his place, he says
2: uh, He bought out the whole he, thing? Yeah, someone yes. bought out the whole
0: thing. So he, I think basically the idea was like maybe he would offer it to him but he couldn't because someone had mm-hmm. already So yeah, so it.
1: that's the big reveal of the movie. If we're just going to kind yeah, of yeah. skip ahead to it, is that uh, the Robert De Niro character shows up years later. He was apparently a mob boss or something, and he's mm-hmm. still on the run from these like extras from The Sopranos <laughs> that are out to get him. <laughs> yeah. He meets him at his loft, and, and he had escaped death row. Yeah, he escaped, he escaped. death row. He somehow like Repeatedly. chiseled his way out with like a spoon. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and crawled out, crawled out like a Shawshank Redemption style, yeah. and is now still on the run. But he still has this, like, fascination and affection for this child that Mm -hmm. helped him escape.
0: Yeah. And And he doesn't recognize him, which is interesting. Which is interesting because De Niro has a very specific face. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also if you've been through such a... I mean, I guess... I don't know. If you've been through such an experience, like, maybe you would... I guess you
1: you wouldn't have that scene where he, like puts his hand over his mouth again mm-hmm. and you see it like whisper, reflected again yeah. yeah so it's like it was kind of a whole payoff of that of that little moment that mm-hmm. he can't immediately recognize him
2: yeah i mean he's also like cleaner then again, he probably he's thought older that he was
1: dead too. That too he probably thought that yeah. it was
0: like impossible that he would ever but see this guy again
1: yeah i don't know like what is he using the money for did he just make some good investments did he like rob a yeah. bank oh like how like, does why he why does he have, he have all of this money to fund this artist mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I guess just criminal I guess, enterprise.
1: Yeah. I guess it's, it's not really. I guess it's not really that important in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But yeah, he's just dis- some kind of. He's discovered grand. as like he's he finds out that he is the wealthy benefactor, mm-hmm. buying all of his art shows, paying for all of his work, playing like
0: the plane ticket. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, "Do you want to?" Because he so uh, the, how you see him is he's coming up the stairs. He's like, "Listen, there's some guys after me. Can I use your phone?" and he's like oh yeah fine he lets him in and then it takes a couple of minutes for him to like he's like don't you recognize me and he's kind of like i don't know who you are and then i uh, how does he? what is the moment where he clicks and he realizes who it
1: is when he puts puts his his hand over his his mouth oh
0: Uh okay yeah right
1: and then he shows him his little notebook that he was drawing in as a little Mm -hmm. boy because he was he was uh drawing some barracuda Mm -hmm. fish Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that notebook like managed to yeah. escape the the Gulf of Mexico. It's the magical realism. <laughs> <of a> <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's, it's the magical the realism in the movie that the the notebook is still intact. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what tipped him off that this kid's really talented, and he wants to he wants to help him fulfill his dreams to be an artist. Yeah. I think all of the mm-hmm. scenes with Hawk and De Niro are, are really well done too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you can so. tell that like. Ethan Hawke probably really loved working with De Niro too oh yeah of, yeah, how, they, of how they play off scenes because he doesn't try to like step on De Niro's like line deliveries mm-hmm. like he very
0: much like just lets Bob De Niro be Bob mm-hmm. De Niro yeah. yeah I can say Bob because we're close yeah I love <laughs> it. Yeah, and I think also by this point like Robert De Niro is already like a you know yeah. screen legend oh so. yeah it's it's post taxi driver posts. Yeah, like the fact that here. he still
2: works ever is like cool. You know, yeah. He doesn't
0: have to. He could, he could do whatever possibly
1: he wants. be nominated for another Oscar later this year for The Irishman. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, we skipped a big scene. I will say, Finn gets drunk and he goes to see Stella. Yes. And uh, at her big house in New York, yeah. not the big house in Florida, but Nora oh. is there. He As discovers not Stella
1: the not Mrs Haversham yes. character yes. and her Miss place
0: Inform. is like very similar to
1: the yeah. one in Florida I mean no one's taking care of that giant ma- that giant like New
0: York townhouse okay, yeah. but it's also plants just a, rotting there the plants i the, what amazes me is that like people who you know try very hard to keep to take care of plants <laughs> yeah. have them die she has two places, one in Florida and one in New York. Her plants are thriving mm-hmm. indoors. All the furniture is covered up; like no one ever goes there. <laughs> like but these plants that, are. I like living. to think that, like, uh,
1: what's her name? It's it's not
2: Miss Dinsmore. Miss
1: Miss like Dinsmore just has like a gardener check in. That's the only thing that she pays for. Mm, really, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. For like upkeep is just like, you just gotta look
0: after my plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has to. This one guy he has to fly back and forth from New York to Florida and water <laughs> these plants. Um, so also the only
1: scene that you don't see Miss Dinsmore in makeup too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I remember and her always hair is too. Thinking that was such, so unusual and just something that I would never seen before was an old lady wearing all of this makeup. Mm-hmm. And it just so it just really works as the character because yeah. she's just like, it's just like she's very like romantic. She's yeah. still, mm-hmm. She still she still tries to keep up her image very of being socialized. It's very Grey Gardens too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, both of those.
1: So yeah, and it's the one scene that you don't see her. She's now significantly older. You can see that she's now, I mean, she was originally an old lady, but now she's an older lady and mm-hmm. she's not wearing the makeup. Yeah. So she's sort of stripped down to like the the bare bones of this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Some cool visuals going on. Yeah. And what, is, and what are the conversations that they oh, have? Oh, so that?
2: she... So she reveals to Finn that she used him basically to get Stella and Walter to commit to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a parallel scene to that beginning in the beginning of the movie. She takes when Finn's a little boy, she takes his hand and puts it over her heart yep. and says, uh, "This yeah. is my heart. It's broken." And so now he does the same thing in reverse yeah. and takes her hand yeah. on his chest. Yeah. And yeah. and so then he starts to leave and she starts screaming, like, "What have I done?" Yeah, you know, it's very it's very dramatic. I liked that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. That was good. Nice parallel. Um oh and then he goes outside and he can see uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in the window of the plane flying over.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. get some get some good It's a little Moulin Rouge. You get there, some good 1998 but... CGI going on yeah. in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier that I really liked was when Finn is flying from Florida to New York, the way that they show that scene is like he has a little toy airplane in his hand and he's just playing oh, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of how they demonstrate him flying to New York. And I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was a little different cute. than the
0: traditional like dotted line yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Reached the end of my notes. Um, yeah, so then Nora dies and Finn goes to see the old house in Florida and Stella's there with her daughter and that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then she realizes what a giant piece of shit she's mm-hmm. been to him. Mm-hmm. and then they live happily ever after. They're about to to tear down the mansion. Yeah. It's like in ruins now. Like there's no roof. Yeah. Hurricanes yeah. have disseminated this whole thing. Yeah. And they have their little moment out on their uh their back oceanfront patio with the daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz she sees the little girl and then or he sees the little girl. Does and it he's maybe like- hint that that's maybe uh not Hank Azaria's oh. daughter. Do you guys think about that? I, I, I didn't know. No, but maybe maybe this is like maybe this is his kid.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess
1: m- maybe it doesn't matter.
2: I don't think it matters, but I do think that uh, it would be difficult for Hank Azaria to produce a blonde child.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> that was all. Unlikely. That was all Paltrow. Yeah. Also, Ethan strikes me as a little kid that was blonde when he was a little boy too. Oh yeah, so. I believe that
2: about him.
0: But we saw him as a little
2: oh explorers Does he, yeah that was like it, by the time i grew out of my blonde i was blonde yeah. when i was oh, younger okay so you're thinking like, like younger, younger, younger.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah yeah
1: maybe yeah so kind of uh what was you guys have probably covered this in your podcast but what was really your first experience with ethan hawk Oh, um, kind of being turned on. I don't know if we, if, we've actually, <laughs> if, we, if we we actually we just ask everyone else. Yeah. Okay, it's like That's you a Want to share? Just like what? No, yeah, we can. Let yeah, me definitely. Think about what, that was it like a particular a movie or anything or an interview?
2: I well, I think probably Dead Poets Society would have sure. been an early one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I I remember seeing Daybreakers in theaters. That was later for sure, but. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the vampire one, right?
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I like that one a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> I think Training Day was.
2: A oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. Oh, definitely, I yeah. still haven't seen, Training, still haven't Day. seen
1: Training Day. Oh, no, it's, Training we're coming to, up on that's it. His mm-hmm. Day, that's his first Oscar nomination too. Mm-hmm. Training Day. That's the same year you started Boyhood. They they mm-hmm. began production oh, wow. on Boyhood in two thousand two. Wow. So when you watch you, when you watch Boyhood, like that's like
0: hair. early two thousands. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Let me pull wow. up my. Little, uh, yeah, Boyhood. I saw. I remember seeing in theaters, which were yeah. I saw them in theaters too. Twenty fourteen. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, I, I guess it would have, it would have been, would have been training day, I think is what would have. Yeah.
2: I saw Gattaca and Snow Falling on Cedars in high school, mm-hmm. both of those, um, I think I saw, we watched all the before movies in college.
0: Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these were like, a lot of these movies are new to me. Though. I remember yeah. when before
1: Sunrise, or Sunset came out, the second mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. I had just graduated high school, and it was like a huge deal. Mm. It was mm-hmm. just like, I have to track this movie down. I have to track down this movie. I've always wanted to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the early days of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, my hometown video store that I worked at did not have Before Sunrise. So I had to, I had the wow. Netflix it. Mm-hmm. I had the also Netflix Reality Bites because they also didn't have that. Like wow. Mail Netflix? Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I still have Mail Netflix too. Wow. Wow. wow.
2: Yeah, that's cool because they still have some yeah. stuff that like there's a, there's you can only, get on, you can
1: only get on DVD. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, but like I said, like Gattaca was very was a big movie. Yeah, yeah. Of my this uh, was a fir- Gattaca my was the first young one. film going. This was the first time for me watching mm-hmm. Gattaca for this it's podcast. It's just such a, it's such a beautiful, cool take on a science fiction movie too. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think there's yeah. some great. really great acting from Ethan Hawke, Jude Law, Uma Thurman. I just love that movie. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of great ones. I think when we started this, I had seen maybe fifteen Ethan Hawke movies already, I think I and you had seen, seen like
1: seven. I need, seven to, I need right? to do yeah. an official count yeah. of yeah. how many I've actually seen. Do it. Yeah, um, and then I remember just when Hamlet came out, and that was just like, oh, it's Hamlet. Still haven't seen but that it's either. it's cool, like, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be like New York City. Uh-huh. It's gonna, be like, there's gonna be like big corporations in places. <laughs> like royalty. Royalty, yeah. yeah, and it's just gonna be you're, the Hamlet that you've never, then never, you never thought that you needed. Remember, he does like his big soliloquy in a blockbuster video. It's just so the year 2000 i've seen seen the styles (laughs) from the blockbuster
0: but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and yeah i mean also like four oscar nominations Mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive two for writing two for acting so yeah bravo ethan bravo ethan we
2: love you come on the show
0: it's cool because we we the guests we've had have like it's generally kind of mixed with how they feel about Ethan Hawke. Like, there's some people that are like, like the guests we had last week were, uh, one of them was really kind of <laughs> tearing into Ethan Hawke and mm. making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you have people that are fans and people are just like not familiar with yeah, him Yeah, really. we have a
2: lot of people that come on the show that have no reference yeah, of sure. Ethan Hawke. Yeah,
0: so, so I think you're probably the biggest fan of ah, had oh, so far. Oh, that's yeah. sweet of you. Um. I would imagine
1: that probably when Ethan Hawk meets people, they just assume that he's Troy from Reality mm-hmm. Bites. but I don't think yeah. he's probably anything like Troy. Yeah, he no, did talk about I that. Think yeah, Troy I is before. like
2: kind of, uh, it's just like a, a worse version of Ethan Hawk. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are definitely yeah. things that came from Ethan Hawk, I think, in creating that character. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's he's. He's not an asshole.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's fun to see Maya Hawk oh, kind yeah. of start to have this moment.
2: She has a couple songs coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. She's a,
1: she does music. She's starting to do music. I'll, yeah. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I'm almost finished with Stranger Things, but mm-hmm. you had her big coming out moment on Stranger Things that yeah. I thought was really cool. That's really cool. I have not seen Little Women.
2: I haven't seen Little Women either. It's on my list.
1: I heard sort of mixed things about it. Mm-hmm. About if you are into Little Women, I heard the, the adaptation is not as great. But I love her, though. Yeah. Um, it's Once crazy time, when you hear her you voice that? on oh, yeah. Stranger Things of how much she, she sounds, sounds like Uma, her mother. So mm-hmm. like, much. It, it just gives you goosebumps. That her scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a very specific yeah. player in the Manson murders because she's the one that ends up like testifying against all of them in court in real life. Mm-hmm. Right. They sort of wrote her out of those scenes in the movie mm-hmm. in kind of a clever way because you really can't have her. Yeah. I suppose if the angle that they went, she had to she had to drive off. So yeah, yeah, just kind of a um, it's cool that that Quentin put her in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen her at the ranch.
2: Mm, yeah, I would have
1: liked to have seen her in those scenes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
2: she w- I can see her. Yeah, just it was very, it in a, a very desert. brief
0: moment in that movie. But I was thinking, it was interesting because I know that Quentin Tarantino and, and Uma Thurman have a complicated
2: mm-hmm. yeah relationship. I think they're
0: better now
1: too. Yeah, I think they've sort of, of like. I think it's sort of water under the bridge. I think that he's just like feels really bad about of how the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and the car crash like went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he like he's sort of like atoned for some of that. I think, yeah, he, yeah. think he regrets a lot of that, which. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's yeah. had quite the history with him. Right. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when you watch because we rewatched a little bit of Pulp Fiction um, right after I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Uma was like 23 when she made that movie. Wow. 23, wow. just like a mere
0: like two years older than Maya.
1: Maya,
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Long time ago, though. Yeah.
1: Any last thoughts on Great Expectations?
2: Thanks for hosting our show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no you're doing a great job. I don't mean to, job. like,
1: like, like <laughs> no. take the wheel or anything, yeah. too. I don't know. It's great.
2: Right. How are we doing on time over there?
0: Uh, Hour 10. Is, oh, how much do we have left? Yeah. We have 49 minutes. Oh, great. Gray, yeah, we're, great, yeah. We're doing fine. That feels all good.
2: Right. Wow, well, we really, like, did this wh- last week.
0: What did you guys do last <laughs> week? We recorded
2: for Gattaca. We recorded for, like, over three hours. Yeah, and we spent was... maybe
0: five minutes talking about Gattaca. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, and then my mom came in the middle.
1: With some <laughs> oh, yeah. It was wow, lot. you had some like yeah. s- some guests during it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you from L.A.? Then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Both our moms live. Uh, Where'd you grow up in LA? L.A.? Like a mile from here.
1: Yeah, oh wow, I went year? to that elementary school. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Right so across the like, street. You're actually from like here. Culver City. Mid City, yeah, that's from, cool.
2: Uh, Westwood, nice. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. from Culver City, Palms, adjacent. Mo- wow. Born and raised. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not from Los Angeles at all. Mm-hmm. I'm from Montana.
0: Oh,
2: that's yeah. that's a small, fun small different town place to be from.
0: Yeah, aren't all towns in Montana small? I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, any? Um...
1: Oh yeah,
2: Great Expectations. Great Expectations. Um, oh, yes. I pulled up some reviews. New York yeah, Times said. The directorial approach is so bold and vulgar that it has no business working, but often it does. I thought that was nice.
1: That's kind of a little backhanded compliment. Yeah. That? Who?
2: New York Times. Oh, Janet Maslin. Janet Maslin. Janet she Maslin. She writes love book her.
0: reviews too. Did you know that? Yeah. She does
2: it all. She does it all. She does all. Does she? does she do theater now for New York Times? I have no idea. No, I think she might.
0: Because I was looking, I had like a, I was l- looking at a book, which mm-hmm. I sometimes do. Mm-hmm. i was like what is this <laughs> and i saw the back and the review was from janet and i was like oh okay. damn. yeah
2: um yeah roger ebert gave it three out of four which is kind of the best that he ever gives an ethan hawk movie um sure uh, can i can we just talk about i feel like i talk about this too much he gave white fang and white fang Two like the highest ratings of any ethan hawk movies we've watched any movies we've watched so far
1: I didn't even know White Fang 2 was like theatrical. It was? It was? Okay, I've never seen it.
2: White Fang 2, Myth of the White Wolf. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: It's, yeah, it's.
2: Yeah, it was fine. But he like gave them stars for being wholesome, basically. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, what does he say here? He says Great Expectations doesn't finish at the same high level that it begins. If it did, it would be one of the year's best films, but it's visually enchanted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah I, I know that it.
1: the, um, the forties one has a very, um, big following with movie directors too. Cause mm-hmm. it's a you know beautifully shot like? movie. It's David Lean, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a movie that, um, it's the big inspiration for a lot of directors and especially how hmm. it's shot. Mm-hmm. too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Some beautiful black and white camera work in it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I don't know. I, it was kind of mixed. I think, I, I guess I did have a little bit of trouble with the 90s-ish, 90s-ishness sure. of it. I um, think it
1: just kind of comes down to the script, that it wasn't quite there. Yeah. And not as fleshed out as it could have been, too. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. That's probably I mean, I, I
2: liked it. But that's I, probably
1: the reactions that Alfonso and Ethan probably have to this movie yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. okay.
2: I'm sure. I just I really enjoyed it just because I The Little Princess is just a movie that really lives in my body. Sure. And so for me it just felt like an extension of that movie. Yeah, I could definitely I, see that. I just I love that movie so much. I mm-hmm. think I'm gonna rewatch it soon because this made me this made me miss it.
0: Mm-hmm. But I did. I did like the relationship between him and and Chris Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, like I thought the I thought great. those scenes with Robert De Niro were great. Yeah, um, he was like really kind of scary and and also just interesting. And I thought that like the reveal of him being the benefactor and he's like, oh, let's go to because we we didn't address this, but he gets killed at the end by the. Yes. Oh, the yeah. gang that's mm-hmm. following him. Gets stabbed in the subway. Yeah, stabbed, Gets in stabbed in the subway. In the subway which... And
2: then Ethan Hawke is just, like, holding him.
0: Yeah. Kind of reminded me of um, Collateral. Have you seen that one? Oh, a little bit. When he's... When they have the
1: shootout When the he's subway. dying on the subway. Yeah. Of how long... There's, like, that whole now mal- along with, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. When you get stabbed in the subway, like, how long... Before anyone notices. Before any New Yorkers, like, look up to figure out that... Yeah. Someone's dead on the subway. Spoiler it's interesting alert. when you look at his, Cron's <laughs> IMDb and what he follows this movie up with. Mm-hmm. Which too,
2: Mama Tom Bien, right?
1: is so different from this movie. Yeah, well. Which is pretty it. cool. Like, that is some fucking range right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing this very, uh, just very gritty, real uh, coming-of-age story in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Just sort of, where does that come from? And then, yeah, and then he turned the Harry Potter franchise a yeah. complete 180 yeah and he made prisoner of azkaban that changed the path of all of the movies too
2: it's my favorite one See, so, yeah um yeah so he did say in uh, an interview with in variety uh has <laughs> gotta i work for variety um oh nice just... sort of it's complicated um oh shit okay so he said uh I never understood the film. After that film, I was not happy. And he said that after that, he wanted to start from scratch and let's do the. He said let's do the film we would have done before going to film school. Sure. And that's that makes total huh. sense because yeah. he
1: did that movie with his brother, and that's a very um, it's not a Hollywood movie at all.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And that's what's refreshing about it.
2: it. Totally. I
1: love that movie. You should definitely watch it. It's so good. I know. Yeah, I know. I've been meaning to. I it have It's to. so bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's even a big. There's a little homage to uh, in Prisoner of Azkaban to that movie. It's mm. like a little. There's a little scene where uh, Buck Peak, you hear Buck Peak maybe dying. Mm-hmm. You hear like the chop, and Hermione mm-hmm. does like a pose that's sort oh, yeah. of like the like the poster of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. mm-hmm.
2: Let's see if I have... Oh, I have one um, clip of Alfonso Cuaron talking about the casting of the Oh, scene. nice. Sure.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah, well, uh, I just had my dream come true. It's. Uh, it was uh, basically the name, the actors that are in the film are the actors that we mainly talk about in the first conversation I had with uh, with Art Linson, the producer. And with Gwyneth, I, I met Gwyneth <laughs> we, we had a, a lunch meeting, and there she was sitting. I got to say hello to her, and she started speaking fluent Spanish. So, I don't know, I figured that I was, was going to make things easier. She promised to cook paella for me. <laughs> she never did. <laughs> That's what actors do, you know? They, they promise to, to, to cook paella for you to get the part, and then they. <laughs> That's
3: right. I still remember that. okay. I'll wait okay. for you one day.
4: And I don't know. It's, uh, it was just a natural process. Uh, I, I want to work with Ethan, especially because, because before sunrise. And uh, Robert the New especially because of a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep.
0: Yeah. Classic um, Paltrow. Yeah. I thought
2: that was cute.
0: Yeah, I love his hair. I oh, love, his
2: hair is so good. It's, it's very, so luscious. Yeah. Now he's a, You can tell he was listening to Chris Cornell. Now he's Cornell. a silver fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Cornell, here. yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that Before Sunrise was the movie that he cited as being... Oh, definitely, his, I can see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can definitely mm-hmm. see
2: that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: they were going for 90s heartthrob, mm-hmm. too, in this movie, yeah. and there was no other man at the time quite like Ethan Hawke. So yeah. he, fits that, he fits that little role nicely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I think a lot about Ethan Hawke's hair. I spent a lot of time thinking oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> and I i I liked his um his before sunrise hair. It was kind of like, you know, long, wavy, you know, flowing, flowing, uh, heart, you know. I, I tried I to poetry. replicate the Troy haircut oh, yeah? many
1: times in my life. When my hair gets long enough, I can do it. Nice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but I'm guessing that like his hair just got short because he cut it for Gattaca. He would have had yeah. to right cut it down and then now he has this kind of side crop thing not not a fade because this was like the early 2000s but like you know the sides are cropped much shorter and the top is a little
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: gelled which is like not my favorite era of Hawk hair, but I think we're gonna be in it for a while <laughs> ah. because he has, you know, he has that hair in Training Day for sure. I've, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the images. Mm-hmm. Um, he has that hair in Before Sunset, which is 2004. So that's six years from now. Six years we're living in this hair. So uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to Fast Food Nation. I think he's like a big hippie in that movie. So I always oh, forget
1: about Fast okay. Food Nation. Yeah,
2: I haven't seen that movie like since it came out. Right? Oh, there you go. That's an Ethan Hawk movie. I saw it. At mm-hmm. a kind of formative time, I guess. Nice. I just wouldn't have thought of him as I think I Avril the, Levine was in that the, movie, right?
0: Can I see the IMDb? Yes. Before?
1: She is in that movie. Yeah,
2: she frees the cows. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I remember about that movie. Oh yes, you can use this. I so. just
1: want to see the Ethan Hawk IMDb. Okay. Have you guys um timed out like how long is it gonna is it gonna
2: Take us to finish? Take
1: us to get to like Valerian and a city oh, of a yeah. thousand planets.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be in like uh I wanna say November of twenty twenty. October, wow. November, yeah. Wow. Well,
1: I'll come on for Valerian.
2: Oh, cool. Nice. I love
1: that stupid movie. I'm, <laughs> I went to it in the theater.
2: Nice. I think I would really enjoy it. There's no reason it's why stupid, I didn't though. see it except for, I think I just missed it. Because I think it was only in theaters for like, two, like two, two weeks. It's like a
1: Basson theater dream. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful in 4K, though.
2: I believe that. Some other, oh, Daybreakers just came out in 4K.
1: Oh, I've never seen Daybreakers. Oh, you to gotta,
2: you gotta. I love that movie mm-hmm. so much. When people ask me what my favorite Ethan Hawke movie, that's usually my first answer.
0: Daybreakers.
2: Yeah, and then I say, but really, Before Sunrise, whatever. But (laughs) but I love Daybreakers.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you seen
1: Tape? Not yet. Tape is going to be a good one. Tape is good.
2: Yeah. Another another Uma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Robert Sean Leonard. Yep. And then we're going to get to Chelsea Walls, where it's like all of everyone from Ethan Hawke's life just comes yes. together in a mm-hmm. movie he directs. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: I haven't seen Chelsea Walls. I haven't in seen it either. years.
2: Oh, in years. You have seen mm-hmm. it. How do you feel? I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Tape
0: is the better movie, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Oh, Born to be Blue. We saw that in theaters. Oh, I
2: love Born to be Blue. I forgot I about Born that. That's be a good be one. Blue. Yeah.
0: It's good. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about it. it was that was though. a good movie, though. Mm-hmm first reformed hmm. yeah. but that was more recent
2: yeah but like, i would say that first reformed is probably one of the big reasons why i wanted to do this podcast sure. yeah yeah because that's such a great movie and i think you really see like a an evolution of ethan hawk from yeah. you know dead poets to to, to first reformed like a, just a whole lifetime yeah. of yeah. acting and i think that's what made me feel yeah. like this could have been possible that's great yeah also that GQ video you were watching, but still, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, do we have any um, final thoughts about Great Expectations or Ethan Hawke or, I don't know, just being alive?
0: Yeah, well, what's, okay, so what do we think about Ethan Hawke specifically Oh, in this yeah.
2: movie? Um, I thought he was good. <laughs> I think it's good.
0: I think the script sort of limits him a little bit
1: in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think he does his best. Yeah. And I and like you. We've discussed before. I've heard, like we've heard that he doesn't. His experience in this movie was very hot and cold. Mm-hmm. I think that he didn't enjoy certain aspects of it. I'm sure that he liked working with Alfonso, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. You yeah. should watch it if you're curious about it. Yeah. And right? if you, you want to see the like... the story updated.
2: Mm -hmm. I think if you like Alfonso Cuaron, it's worth watching. Um, I also have, I guess I have one quote from Ethan Hawke, Uh, not really specifically about this, but um, there's an interview in Newsweek where they ask him, of all the directors you've worked with, who taught you the greatest lessons? And he said, they all have. I've seen so many great directors work intimately, from Sidney Lumet to Peter Weir to Alfonso Cuarón what they taught me is that there's not a right way to make a movie Sidney Lumet used a different toolkit than Alfonso Cuarón Linklater used a different toolkit than Peter Weir I can pinch from them all so well said yeah well said Ethan and uh yeah I just I'm excited to watch some movies he's directed to see Mm -hmm. maybe where these influences all come in yeah yeah
0: yeah we have seen one at least that we saw Mm -hmm. blaze
2: oh yeah we have seen blaze yeah yeah but that's
0: also, like, you know, he's but been he's, at it for long yeah, enough to where it's That's, like, his third movie or
2: something, third or fourth movie. Because
0: d- it definitely felt like he was comfortable directing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could sense that, like, that was a movie that he kind of, he knew what he wanted to say and how to say it. And, yeah,
2: and he was paired with, um, uh, what's his name, who played Blaze Foley? Uh, ben Dickey. Yeah. Ben, ben Dickey, yeah. who's just, like, so... Perfect for that part, and just very natural, and I think, and they're like longtime friends also. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of felt everything about that movie felt right. But this isn't a Blaze podcast. <laughs> this is the
0: Ethan Hawk podcast.
1: This is the
2: Ethan Hawk podcast.
0: Well, uh, should I do a Hawk fact?
2: Yo, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Hawk
0: fact. <laughs> Every single time. So on this, we have last one segment. Last week I remembered. Yeah, last week you remembered. On the show, we have a segment. We have one segment. It's yeah. called Hawk
2: Facts. <laughs> it's just our only segment. It's our
0: only segment. The and rest it's... of it just kind of just goes where it goes. Yeah. It's, it's just where I say a fact about hawks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. actual bird. The okay. bird, yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Harper always forgets about the segment <laughs> every single <laughs> yeah. week. Yep. Um, so I wanted to know about uh, hawks in Florida.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I looked it up, and there's red-shouldered hawks, oh. uh, yeah, which are a little smaller than red-tailed hawks, uh-huh. and they're pretty widespread throughout North America. But there, there's a lot of them in the Florida South East region of the United States, mm-hmm. and they generally just kind of hang out there. But sometimes they vacation in Mexico for the winter. Mm. So there you go, nice. red-shouldered oh. hawks, which I thought was fun because it's like, it's they have sunny Region, so it's like red shouldered hawks. You can remember like they get sunburned or something like that, you know, and that's why they have red shoulders. That's where they go mm-hmm. on vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah, they like to the summer in Florida.
0: They, well, they live in Florida and then they summer oh, in Mexico sure. yeah mm-hmm. when Florida gets too cold, apparently. <laughs> or they winter in Florida. They winter. They go. They go to Mexico in the winter. Gotcha. They're snowbirds. Yeah, yeah. they're Mexico snowbirds. So there you go, red shouldered hawks.
2: Did you have a, did you guys have a most Ethan Hawke? I forgot we have another segment oh, we that have another I segment. forgot about. Um, our segment is the most Ethan Hawke line of the film. So like the line that he has that you feel most exemplifies Ethan Hawke.
0: Yeah. I went with, which happens very early on in the movie, uh-huh. which is I'm not going to tell the story the way it happened. I'll tell you the way I remember. Sure. It.
1: That kind of, That's what I had that also. kind of is the most Ethan Hawke thing about this movie. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what I
2: was. You know what I will say about Ethan Hawke is he's a storyteller, mm-hmm. and so I think that's part of what makes that line so Ethan Hawke.
1: He's, yeah, he suits narration really well because, like, oh, he's yeah. just gonna take you around the shoulder and he's gonna tell you this tale. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna, about how Robert De Niro threatened yeah. to
0: kill him. Mm-hmm. But when you see him late, because I was, th- I was thinking about this, like, what I would have done in this situation mm-hmm. if Robert De Niro jumped out of me, like, would I have? you know, tried to turn him in or would I have helped him out? Cause he says like, Oh, if you, if you don't help me, I'll kill you or I'll kill your family or whatever, whatever he says. And I was thinking like, okay, could he have really done it? And then I think about like, okay, he escaped from prison. He finds him later in life. Sure. So I think that
1: he probably he could have tracked could have him down. It. He could have done definitely. it.
0: So Ethan Hawke did the right thing by helping him mm-hmm. out. Cause if he didn't definitely would have killed him. Hmm it's clearly a clearly a skilled criminal yeah are you looking at other quotes
2: yeah no i think that was that was oh one. he says uh if this isn't love i don't think i could handle the real thing uh, <laughs> that's also yeah yeah that's yeah, cute.
0: yeah. feels romantic yeah
2: mm-hmm. i i yeah uh, i'm kind of i'm falling in love with ethan hawk again
0: nice
1: yeah did yeah. you fall out of love with him
2: yeah, I think in when we watched we watched all three of the before movies pr- in pretty short succession, oh. and I have to say, doing that kind of soured me on Ethan Hawke. Did you because... record all of them? No, we and didn't. When, this okay. was actually this was before we did the podcast. Oh, Is I see. see. This was a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was in college. In college, yeah, and and so I think that those movies are meant to be watched several years years apart. Sure. So that you can kind of. Uh, have the space that the characters had Mm -hmm. definitely um uh so i was not very happy with either of them by the end of before midnight um but i think now i've i've these 90s ethan hawk movies like he is so dreamy i don't know like (laughs) in before sunrise because i because i have all three of those before movies kind of blended together together in my head but just watching before sunrise i was like this is sweet he wants to kiss this girl like he just wants to kiss this girl and know her yeah Yeah. they
0: really do have good yeah and
2: yes and they have great chemistry and then gattaca he and uma have great chemistry Mm, and then um even in this movie you know like they're not, they don't have the strongest chemistry but like he is just in he's a man who like loves <laughs> he just loves <laughs> yeah. and i i, I like yeah. that about he's always him. very present yeah he is he is mm-hmm. he feels a lot he loves a lot and he's always really yeah he's doing the work yeah yeah so that's where my relationship with ethan hawk is right now great great Yeah. um how about you? How are you feeling about Ethan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. yeah. After Gattaca, I think I really kind of, I it's really like liked that. And that, that was that was a little different than what we had seen before. Definitely. Um, and I... I'm
1: sorry, had you seen Gattaca No, before? I hadn't seen it before. Oh, but... It was my first
0: time. And I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. And like visually and everything. You know, all, just...
1: that's, all that shot and like uh, the SGV? Oh, yeah. That building.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I just, I know that one scene's at the forum. That's but... like a
1: Kaiser Permanente
0: building
2: or oh. something. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <funny. laughs> it just looks
0: super futuristic.
2: Mm hmm. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, how's, what's your relationship with Ethan Hawke right now? How My are you feeling about him? My relationship is great. Great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's good. Always love Ethan Hawke.
2: Yeah. Nice. Great. Well, oh, yeah. Should we talk about, um, you guys just did, uh, Batman Forever. Yes, on we your did show Batman yeah,
1: Forever. Speaking that that Ethan of Ethan Hawke, Hawk. yeah, so we talked about that. So mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia mm-hmm. and IMDb, they offered Batman to Ethan Hawke yeah. and he turned it down. Yeah. So we have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I want to see some now. receipts on that. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know. Like maybe he could have passed as Robin at the time, mm-hmm. but that's just not casting for Batman. And if it's that crazy. is true, it was wise of him to turn it down because i just don't think at that point of his career he could have done a role with that like that and have it been successful Mm
2: -hmm. so well i've definitely seen quotes of him saying later that he regrets turning it down um Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but like what would would have been a very different batman
1: yeah yeah
2: definitely yeah,
0: he'd be reading in the Batmobile. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think he
2: might be better suited to be like in a more contemporary Batman movie as like Commissioner Gordon or sure. something. Yeah, he, would he be
0: could good have worked in Gordon. the Christopher Nolan yeah. movies, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or you know, Gotham. Yeah. Not that he would have done I, that. I could see Not him more as only... a detective character than as. Yeah.
0: Bro- I, I could see him inhabiting. Bruce Wayne. I but guess I have that's a harder time with him being as Batman. Batman.
1: That's more the direction that they're taking
0: Batman with this Robert Pattinson movie too. Mm-hmm. Is Detective right. Batman? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I mean, I'm down for that. I'm down for Robert Pattinson. I think Same. He's, yeah. I think Kilfrey, I think we've done. We've done like an older Batman, and we can do a younger Batman mm-hmm. too. Because yeah. Christian Bale is like what? what how old is he? Probably in, like. like
1: he's 40s. probably like thirty when he oh, really? made. The first one. Batman begins, probably.
2: It's mm-hmm. so not Donald.
1: Yeah. 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 Barbara
2: Penson's like almost 30 now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think we're both the same age. I think he's 33.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Nice.
0: Yeah, but I, I could see it. But Ethan Hawke, yeah, I, it's, it's a large amount. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, like, how it would have affected his career trajectory. Because sure. mm-hmm. he would have always been Batman. Yeah, because yeah. once you're Batman, it's like, if you're James Bond, I mean, you're James Bond. If you're Batman... It took Michael
1: an, Keaton, well, like, 20 years affected, to uh, Well, yeah, I guess around. Michael
0: Keaton is g- kind of just
1: had this big career comeback since, like, Birdman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Val Kilmer had a pretty successful career after that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
2: George Clooney. <laughs>
0: True. I guess he's.
1: But yeah, he was better known for other first. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's a little hard to. Because I mean, it's Batman. Like it's it's so it's such an iconic character that you, people are gonna care about it.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking of Ethan Hawke and Batman Forever, and I just don't think it would have worked.
2: It's just it's uh Ethan Hawke as Batman, and then he's just walking around Gotham with Robin, and they're talking all night. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what it means to be a Gothamite.
2: Yeah. So well, I feel like uh this was good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, should we uh say who wh- where we can be found and <laughs> what we like right now?
0: Sure, sure, okay. sure,
3: sure.
2: Um You can find me at Harping About on Instagram. Uh and I have been enjoying recently in media what have I been enjoying? um oh there's a new podcast called maybe don't that i would recommend if you want to hear have you have you been listening uh. to it Mm, it's really good so it's these two guys that are they produce other podcasts they're producers of podcasts they don't they haven't hosted one before but now they're hosting together and um they're they have some bits they have some kind of open <laughs> conversation about being in therapy and trying to find a physical trainer, you know, nice. going to the grocery store, just mm-hmm. some good, some good fun chat from a couple of dudes. So
0: are they trying to find a personal trainer now that they don't go to Equinox? Is that the situation?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, is it Equinox? Is that what it was? Yeah. Equinox, Equinox. and Cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, and, um, Kevin from maybe don't is going to come on our show. Oh, place, nice. So. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Nice yep so shouts out to the guys that maybe don't
0: all right where Uh, can
2: people find you and what have you been enjoying
0: jonathan that's my name you can find me bird watching no uh you can find me on instagram at John avaletta and the thing i've been enjoying is
2: i know i really didn't prepare this week i feel bad i never prepare for this segment
4: you
0: know uh back on 30 rock (laughs) we're We're back (laughs) on 30 30 rock
1: Rock. well you can follow uh movies that made us gay on instagram facebook or on twitter at mtmug pod i finally got (laughs) it i had to actually look at my phone to think of that because i can never remember our twitter handle for our movies that made us gay Twitter account you can follow me um, Scott Youngballer on Instagram and what am I into lately Um, I'm trying to finish the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina I fell off of it and I just need to to finish it it's really good Mm -hmm. Um, I just finished The Haunting of Hill House finally Mm. and I loved it and I'm just always watching random episodes of the Golden Girls on Hulu Nice. nice yep they're just on steady rotation
2: yeah oh I gotta say, I gotta change my answer. I mean, I don't want to change it. I like maybe don't. You should all listen to it. But also, I want to add Bachelor in Paradise is on right now. (laughs) Oh sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've never actually watched Bachelor in Paradise before. I watched the main shows, but I've never watched Paradise. crazy. I haven't seen
1: Bachelor in Paradise in a while.
2: Yeah, I'm loving this new uh, this this season. It's wild. (laughs) These crazy kids. Um. And I feel like I can say that because I'm now officially older than, like, half of them. It's insane. Well, you're an
1: old maid on Bachelor if you're a woman over who's the age over of... over 24. Over the age of 25. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. I just... I can't you're believe just past that. just passed that marker. Yeah, I know. But it's just, like, like so many of them are, like, coming on the show at 23. Like, who's trying to get married at 23?
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like the new... It's like back in the 70s when actors would go on game shows. Mm-hmm. You just go on Bachelor now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can get sponsored. That's how they think their way, their way in mm-hmm. for their big social media accounts. Yeah. And what's so it's crazy to
2: me is that it's just like a big, it's become like a big dating pool. Like on top of Paradise, like all these people in Paradise, like half of them dated outside of the show already. And they weren't even on the same season of anything else before. It's it to off wild to get to me. in the
1: Bachelor family though. Because yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of gigs that you can get from that show.
2: Yeah. That's so true. Okay, well, you can follow the show at Hawkeye's Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr if that's what you're about. Um, not no judgment. I'm about it. I set up this Tumblr. Um, I have yeah, one. If you if you are interested in Teen Wolf, reach out to me. Um,
0: our next podcast, Teen
2: Wolf. I would love to do a Teen Wolf podcast with you if you would be open to
1: that. <laughs> when you're run out of Ethan Hawke movies, yeah.
2: In, in two years, when we're out in 2021
1: movies. or something.
2: Yeah. Well, we're not gonna because then by the time we're caught up, will his show, The Good Lord Bird, will be out, and we'll just do all the episodes uh. of that show. I think or two at a time. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah follow us at Hawkeyes Pod. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah tell a friend uh yep yeah, and that's all cool cool all right thanks, thanks for, for having on, me on Scott. guys this was yeah. fun yeah. this was thanks super fun coming. all right catch Bye. you all next
0: uh, week or something yep. right yep. yeah okay <laughs> This episode was produced by Harper Thompson and myself, Jonathan Zavalletta. It was edited by Harper Thompson, and our intro music, Hawk Song, is written and recorded by Connor Vance.